Blog Talk Radio. Does anybody want the Lord to make them over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. continually be in my mouth. Welcome tonight to a word from God radio broadcast on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess this evening, Evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hagler, and I want you to know tonight that God has a special designed word just for you. Psalms 119 and 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. By keeping God's word in our heart, it keeps us living a holy lifestyle. And then Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Meaning the word will illuminate our steps as we walk towards our purpose and our destiny in Christ. It brings me great joy to come before you tonight here on blogtalkradio.com and to share a word from God with you. Well, after the broadcast tonight, I ask that you would go back uh, to our webpage here on blogtalkradio.com, and there is a button there that says follow. And I ask that you would please push that button, and it lets us know that you do follow and that you do enjoy our broadcast. And I want to say thank you to all of you who have been following the broadcast. Thank you for your encouraging words and for all of your support. And to let you know that I truly do love you dearly. (coughs) All tonight I got a little frog in my throat, so just kind of look past me tonight. But you can now go to our website. Our website is called a word from God.webs.com. Again, my website is 
awordfromgod.webs.com. Browse our site and follow all of our links to all of our other sites and to our other blogs. We are also on Facebook. We have a a page on Facebook called A Word from God. Please click the like button just to show us that you uh, like our page and that you do like the show. And you can also email me now at a word from God three at aol dot com. Uh, go to that page. You can check out. Uh, well, go to our website and you can check out our ad and our advertisement cost page. And if you have a church announcement or event announcement or some type of business announcement that you would like to be read on the air, uh, please email me or go to our website at um, awordfromgod.web.com. It has all of our information on the website, or email me at awordfromgod3 at aol.com, and I will get some information to you. Now, every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m., I do a... um, Wednesday morning business show, and I talk to you talk to you about going into business. Uh, I give you business tips, uh, startup tips on things that you can do as far as going into business for yourself. Um, I teach about doing a business plan, all kinds of things that have to do with business. I also like to interview business owners on the Wednesday morning show. So if this is something that you would like to do, uh, please email me at a word from God three at aol dot com. I will give you all the information about coming on the show. There is a minimal cost; it's very very small, and um, we will interview you for, uh, about your business. Let the world know who you are, where they can find you, and all of that wonderful stuff. We also uh, still have out my CDs. One is called Secrets. Uh, the other one is called I Give Myself Away. You can find both of those on the uh, website. I am almost at the end of my book. Uh, Many of you know that I'm writing a book. It's called The Secrets Behind the Mask. Uh, It's talking about the secrets that we keep that hold us in bondage from doing the things that God would have us to do. Uh, It talks about the mask we wear, where it conceals our real identity because we don't want people to know who we really are. We're walking in fear. We don't want people to find out about um, who we are or the things that we're doing. So I'm almost finished with my book. Uh, Stay tuned because I will be publishing that very, very soon. Uh, My End of Times um, CD I'm doing is almost finished uh, where I'm talking about the rapture, the Bema Seat Judgment, the marriage of the Lamb, the Great Tribulation, the Antichrist, all of those uh, in time revelations that you can find in the book of Revelation, book of Daniel, book of First Thessalonians, Matthews, and even in First uh, Corinthians. So um, these are things to be looking out for that I hopefully will have, uh, if not by the end of the year, then by the beginning of the year. And also I ask that you would go to my website, <coughs> excuse me, my uh, fashion website, which is Lady Be Lovely Fashions. Dot net, LadyBelovelyFashions.net. I have some beautiful clothes, jewelry, hats, um, handbags, whatever you're looking for for your clothing needs, for your accessory needs, you can find on my website. 
and all of my items there are all at affordable prices. So I would ask that you would go on and check out ladybelovelyfashions.net. Also on my blog talk, uh, radio.com slash a word from God page, I do have other um, affiliate links and other blogs on there. And so I would ask that you would check out the one that talks about um, blood pressure awareness. And it talks about high blood pressure, uh, high cholesterol, heart disease, cancer. Uh, it talks about eating right, like you're, you're changing your eating lifestyle, talks about exercising, uh, things that you can do that can actually add years to your life. And just by changing your lifestyle, changing what you eat, changing, um, uh, start getting up and becoming active. Uh, there are so many great ideas, so many uh, testimonies and things on there. So check us out um, on our Blog Talk Radio, <coughs> excuse me, Blog Talk Radio uh, page here uh, on the show. Well, tonight it brings me, oh, it, I'm just so happy, so elated, and so joyful to bring you someone that is so, so special. And that someone is Mother Elmira Battles. She is the head uh, mother of our church board at Day Springs Family Church. I just want to read a little bit uh, of Mother Battles' uh, bio to you, just so you can know her like we do at Day Springs. Uh, mother Elmira H. Battles is an experienced mother and first lady who has survived many disappointments in life. She is a true vessel of honor in the kingdom of God. Her experiences and successes have made her an excellent role model for pastors, wives, and all of the other women in the body of Christ. She is the widow of the late Dr. Edward Lee Battles, who pastored in Dallas and in Fort Worth, Texas. Her total years of serving as a first lady is 35 years. She attended Tarrant County College, Calvary Cathedral Bible School, and Washington School of Protocol. Mother Battles preaches and teaches, and she is biblically sound and homiletically correct with a touch of wit and humor. She is the church mother of Day Springs Family Church, where Bishop Kevin Keith Dickerson and Pastor Sonia Yvette Dickerson are our pastors. Mother Battles is affectionately known as mom. She is the proud mother of three flesh children, Sabrina, Candy, and George. However, her mothering list is much longer than her than that. Her extended spiritual family of sons and daughters. She has many. She is also the grandmother of ten and the great-grandmother of four. More than anything else, she celebrates being a child of the Most High King. Her motto is, the fairest rose won't grow without a thorn. Mother Battles, it is such an honor, such a privilege, and such a joy to have you on our show tonight. How are you? I am simply wonderful, and thank you very much for having me. 
Wow. I've been looking, <coughs> excuse me, I have been looking forward to this for quite some time. And I heard you speak at our Corsicana um, conference, and you were just opening up so much of the word to the women there. And the Lord just spoke to me and, and said to ask you to come into the show. And so I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just elated. I have been excited all week long waiting for you to come on the show. Now, I had a couple of uh, little questions, and I wanted to interview you a little bit before we uh, get you into the Word of God this evening. But I, I, in reading your bio, I see that you are a busy woman. You're an anointed woman. You're a prayer warrior. You're the head church mother of our church at Day Springs Family Church. You're a minister of the gospel. You've been a pastor's wife to the late Dr. Edward Lee Battles. You're a natural mother of three, the grandmother of ten, and a great-grandmother to four, and plus you have spiritual children everywhere. How do you do it? You know, it's only God, and I, I think it's that love thing that you have going, you know, and I just love people. I love people around me, and I love to be around people. And so it makes it so easy to be involved in other people's lives, especially when they invite you in. And so that's how I manage to do that. It keeps me going, you know, at my age. It makes me feel younger than I really am, even though I know where the number is. But it's just (laughs) a number. That's all that is, you know. So, But I praise God for the strength and the vigor and the vitality that he gives to me each day to do what I do. I mean, because you're a gorgeous lady. I mean, even in your face, you're a gorgeous woman. You're gorgeous. Your spirit is gorgeous. I mean, you, you're you just the epitome of what every woman uh, would strive to be like. And I, I, I watch you and I see you. And, and the love that comes forth from you, it is a real, genuine love. And you don't see that much anymore today. How do you uh, get yourself to where you not only have your natural children and your natural grandchildren and great-grandchildren, but how do you include others into your life? I think think that I've been chosen to love. Mm -hmm. I do. That's just part of my ministry is to love Mm -hmm. other people. And it's, it's, it's something about loving people. They'll love you back. Whatever you give out, you'll receive back. Mm -hmm. And so when you love people, and I'm one of those persons I really love to to love on hurting people. Yes. I've been hurt a lot myself, so I've learned how to love people who hurt. And -hmm. those people will love you in a way that you could never be loved before. And Mm -hmm. this is just a godly love that you have, you know, and I just try to extend myself as far as I possibly can. And I'm so blessed to not have jealous flesh children, my three Amen. children, Sabrina, Candy, and George, who are not jealous Amen. so other people can come into my life. And they, they share me so much with mm-hmm. so many other young men and young women. And I'm just mom all over the church world, and I love it. I send, there's so many women who don't want to be called mothers, yes. you know, especially in the realm of a church mother, yes. but I love every day that I serve. I love it. Wow. Now, you did mention that you've had some hurts and some pains, and I know that you have several, several testimonies, and to 
try to get you to choose one, but is there a testimony that you would like to uh, share on this evening? Well, the the one that sticks uh, uh, with me right now is 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 the fact when I when my husband closed his eyes and I watched mm-hmm. my husband die yeah. in the airport in Atlanta, yeah. and that was a tragic thing for me. We were just traveling and mm-hmm. we got off the airplane and all of a sudden he stopped talking, and I thought if he doesn't talk to me something is wrong. And yeah. I watched the whole procedure, the paramedics, you know, doing all that they do, and of course having watched a lot of movies on television. I knew he was already gone before they got him to the hospital, and I knew they could not pronounce him dead until he had reached the hospital. But God brought me through that in such a wonderful way because I came, first of all, on my mind, I will not be depressed. I spoke that out of my mouth as soon as my husband closes out. I will not be depressed. I have not been depressed since his death 15 years ago. God brought me through that. He just, oh, he fixed my mind and all of my thoughts and everything, and he took me to a place in him that nobody could do but him. Amen, amen. Now, I also know that you have several books out, and could you tell us a little bit about some of the books that you have and where we could uh, get copies of your book. Yes, I have a book called Cute and Cultured. That yes. I used to teach the young ladies from that book, and in that book is also a session for young men because, you know, oh. we teach the ladies and nobody teaches the men. Right. So I have a session in there for young men, too, how they're supposed to act and what they're supposed to do. You know, right. nobody tells them they're supposed to open the doors. They're going the door before a lady. Right. You know, so they have to be taught, too. So that's in that book. And then I have one, Principles of Godly Living, which I love to talk about, living holy. Amen. You know, I know it's old folky to somebody, but it's still in the book. Amen. I the other day you can tear the page out if you want to, but it's still written. <laughs> be holy. It's there. Oh, Amen. we got to come up to that. And then Amen. I have one, the epitome of a lady. I'm all about being a lady 24-7. Amen. I love to talk I have about that being a lady. Actually. I have and that the benefit book. of a woman. Amen. Just the benefit of being, you have wonderful benefits just by being a woman. And so God has graced me so to be able to pin those books, and I thank God for it. And, of course, you can get in touch with me at my home right here in Arlington, Texas, at my phone number, and you can give that out if you want. I don't know if I'm supposed to. I don't want to do anything I'm not supposed to do. Well, uh, well I'll just tell them that you can give them the church number, and they can reach you uh, through the church. I don't want your right. uh, put your right. home phone number out on the air. But they can just call Day Springs Family Church there in Irving, Texas, and uh, they can get that information to Mother Battles about any of her books that you might want to uh, buy from her. Well, Mother, you had uh, also talked about, you said it's in the book. And, uh, you know, Titus chapter 2 and 3 and 4, verse 3 and 4 tells us that the aged or the mature women are to teach and train the younger women how to love their husbands and to train their children. Now, Many would ask, well, how does what the Bible said back then work in today's society? Because many of our young women are saying, well, that was fine for my mama's day. But this is a new day. How would you share with them how to work the word in their life today, even though some feel like that was back in their mom's time? Uh, There's nothing new under the sun, not even today, because the word was written so many, many years ago Mm -hmm. 
So that book is not new. Right. It's the oldest thing probably on the face of the earth, right. and that's what we've got to live by. Right. And so whatever that book says is what we're supposed to do. Right. It tells you how to be a good wife. It tells the husband how to be a good husband. If he doesn't treat his wife right, his prayers won't be answered. That's right. You know, all of that is already written in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, so we want to say this is a new day, but that's all right. But the word doesn't change. That's right. It remains the same. That's right. And everything that God said, he meant it. He meant for us to do what he said do. That's why there's so many marriages not working. Yes. They're not working the word. If you work the word yes. with your marriage, your marriage will work. I guarantee Hallelujah. it. Hallelujah. Because it says, um, I believe it's Matthew 24 and 35, it says God's word will not pass away. So it doesn't matter how many centuries we live God's word is, like you said, it is going to remain the same. And in Malachi, it says that God changes not. What he said when he first wrote the word is what the word means today, and it's going to mean the same thing 100 years from now if if the earth is still here or 1,000 years. God's word does not change. So you're you're telling us that it's not this, the word is just not for my mama's day and time, but it's for today also. It is for today, for your survival in any area of your life. You've got to have the word. Praise God. You've got to have the word. Praise God. Well, we're going to go into a musical selection. Uh, I will open up the phone lines this evening if you do want to talk to Mother Battles. That number is one eight one eight four seven five nine two two nine. Uh, I would ask uh, that you would give her a time, a little time to minister. But uh, if if you really have a question, if there's something on your heart, and you want to uh, speak to her, have her to answer a question for you. <coughs> excuse me. Then we'll go ahead and we will answer your call. But before uh, Mother Battles comes with her with the word tonight, uh, we are going to play a special musical selection. And I have a song here from um, someone that's very, very dear to Mother Battles and someone that's very, very dear to me, and that is our own Pastor Sonia Dickerson. And we're going to listen tonight to Continuously Praise.
Now, women do that, but not a lady. She crosses her legs at the ankles. She's making very sure that nothing shows but what needs to show, and that's her knees. She's very careful about how she speaks. She's not loud. She's not boisterous. She doesn't holler across the parking lot or across the church to get somebody's attention. She sends somebody to get whoever she needs to talk to. That's what a lady does. She never, ever screams and be out of order. She knows how to get up in the morning and speak to everybody in the house because she didn't sleep with them the night before. I don't Mm -hmm. care if they're in the same house. She say, good morning, how are you? And this is the way a lady would act. And she takes care of herself all the time. She's very careful how she speaks to her husband and the tone of her voice because you could say, close the door or close the door. Two different sounds have two Mm -hmm. different meanings. So you have to be very careful how your voice sounds when you talk. And a lady has to know how to set a table. It's so many women in this 2011 year who don't even know how to set a table. But listen, mm-hmm. ladies, I'm going to tell you how to set a table. If you listen to me real good, you'll be able to set your table for Thanksgiving real nice. Now wow. you put the fork on the left side. All right. You take the knife and you put it on the right side with the blade toward the plate, and then you put the spoon. That's the simple way. That's all I'm going to give you this time because I don't want you to be trying to use all of that silver at one time. You don't know what to do with it. So just get those little simple ones and put that glass, that gobbler, right at the end of the knife. It sits right there. Now, if you're going to have dessert, you could put a fork up there if you know you're going to have pie or cake. If you're going to have, like, pudding, ice cream, or custard, then you put a spoon up there. That's simple enough that you can have your table set just right. You can put the napkin in the plate with a napkin holder, or you can put it to the left of the plate with the fork on top of it. Now you're ready to have dinner for Thanksgiving with your table set correctly in the simplest form. But that's what ladies do. They set the table. And may I remind you that you don't just have to set your table for Thanksgiving and Christmas. You can do this for your family even if you're having cabbage and cornbread. Wow. Just set the table. Use your dining room table. Why are you saving it? Use your china. What are you saving it for, for you to close your eyes and your family fight over it? Oh, no, use it. That's why you have it. Use those goblets that you have there, those crystals. Go use all of that wonderful stuff. And let me tell you, manners really matter. Sometimes people think they don't matter, but they do. If you have good manners, you can control your temper when you get in a hot situation like the line is too long at the airport and you want them to hurry up, you're about to miss your flight, <laughs> have good manners, you will hold your peace and just wait until your time comes. Now, good manners will give you confidence and make you feel good about yourself. Practicing good manners keep you from embarrassing yourself, keep you from embarrassing other people. Mm. Oh, never correct the manners of other people publicly unless they asked you. It embarrasses them. Mm. So you have to be very careful what you say to other people 
when you want to correct them. You know, sometimes I see some of the sisters need a little fixing up, but mm-hmm. I call them into my office. I don't embarrass them out. I just send them, sweetie, I need to see you in my office. And then I tell them what they need to do. Because, you know, I'm one of those firm believers. I'll get back to uh, the ladies in church and all, and when you go how you look, I tell them, pull it up, pull it down. That means keep the bosom up and keep your dress down at a length that you look presentable at church. Now, I know it's not all in the clothes, but you really ought to have your clothes looking like who you represent. Amen. You really should. So you ought to make sure that you're not showing anything that doesn't need to be shown. Amen. Just have it all covered up real nice, but yet looking pretty as pretty as you possibly can look because ladies look nice all the time. A young man asked me the other day when I went to the doctor's office, my, you certainly do look nice. Why are you looking like this just coming to the doctor's office? I said, sir, I do this every day. And I was so glad to give him that testimony because I think that much of myself that I think I should take care of me. And so when we love ourselves enough, we will do just that. And you're supposed to set a good example of good manners. That's the best way to help someone that you know. Good manners are learned. They're not just dropped on you. You have to learn good manners. And so when you learn them, you have to use them everywhere you go. You know you're supposed to hold the door open for an older person. You're 15 or 16 or even 35, and you see someone coming that's 75 or 80, you don't want to go in the door before them. You hold the door open so they can go in. You would get up and give your seat to an elderly person. You know, at time used to be that a, a gentleman saw a woman or a lady standing, he would give her his seat. Mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore. They turn mm-hmm. around and look at him like, huh, I'm not moving. Yeah. And they don't move. Mm-hmm. But gentlemen, may I say to you, you need to know good manners also. You need to get yourself up out of the seat, get that seat to a lady. You don't just look at her as if to say you better find one for yourself. That's mm-hmm. not good manners. No. Open up the closed doors without knocking. Don't open a door and you don't knock on it. You don't know what's going on on the other side of that door. That's right. You knock on the door before you turn the knob and go in. And then you wait to be invited in. You wait until someone say, come in. Uh huh. Ah, when you stand in somebody's house, don't be looking in their closets and in their drawers and in their refrigerator, <laughs> going through all the people's stuff. They didn't have you come to their house to be looking all through this stuff. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. You never go all over somebody's house when you stand there. You have a room to sleep in, and wherever else you see the family, that's where you are supposed to be. Your manners are supposed to show everywhere you go. And let me say a little bit here to the young men. I'm going to come back to the young ladies. Uh, Young men, you don't wear a tie with a short sleeve shirt. Hmm. That's tacky, very tacky. You don't wear short socks that expose your legs when you sit. Of course, the young man has started to go bare leg now, just like the women do. So I guess you don't have to worry about that too much. But keep your shoes shined and in good condition. Your shoes say a whole lot about you. 
you look at your shoes, if they all run over and you got to almost kill ants with them because you didn't get the heels fixed on them, it speaks about you. And you don't need to wear your clothes too tight either. Wow. Some young men wear their clothes too tight, just mm-hmm. like some ladies do. Yeah, yeah. Get that hair out your ears. Mm-hmm. Get wow. some Get that hair out your ears. We don't look look down your ears and see all of that hair down in your ear. Mm. Now, let's go back to the dinner table. Yes. You use that fork. You have two forks there. I think I just told you about one, but Mm -hmm. there should be a smaller fork outside the larger fork, which is your salad fork. That's the fork you use first. Salads are served first. So you start from the left using your utensils, and you move to the right. That's your salad fork. Next fork is your dinner fork. All right? And you come in from the left and go to the right. The first thing you do when you sit down, though, is take your napkin and put it on your lap because dinner will be served in a little while. And so to the right is your knife and your spoon. And if they're going to serve soup, they'll have a soup spoon there. Mm-hmm. And may I share with you how you're really supposed to eat soup? You do not dip the soup toward you. You dip it away from you. Hmm. Away from you so you won't get it on your clothes. Because may I say to you, dear hearts and gentle people, you do not take your napkin and make a bib out of it. <laughs> That's not what the napkin is for. So you keep your napkin on your lap. You don't use your napkin to wipe your eyes or your nose or your lipstick. None of that. You don't wipe your sweat, not with your napkin. That's not what you're supposed to do with it. It's for your eating pleasure to catch anything that you might drop while you are eating. Should you have to go to the restroom or somewhere else while you're having dinner, you excuse yourself from the table, take your napkin, and put it on the back of your chair, not on the table, on the back of your chair. And you say, excuse me, and you come back, you take that napkin, put it back on your lap, and finish your dinner. Ladies, your purse does not belong on the table, neither your elbows. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) The table is for food to be passed. If someone should say to you, please pass me the salt, you also pass the pepper. Hmm. Always they go together. You do not pass across the table You pass it around. You give it to the next person. They pass it all around till it gets to the person who asks for it. Nobody stops the salt and pepper on the way and use it. You're not the one who asks for it. Send it to the person who asks for it, and then it will come back to you. Hmm. Yes, that's the way we handle that. Now, let me say to you that... Let's go back to your home. Let's just talk about home a little bit because this is all in good manners and uh, what ladies do. When you leave your house, make sure you turn around and look back and make sure 
somebody can come back home with you without you saying, come on in if you can get in. Oh, wow. No. Should we have to kick stuff around all over the place? You should leave your house in such way that anybody can come back. When my husband closed his eyes in Atlanta, everybody came back to my house. We were going out, We were on our way to a convention. Mm-hmm. But everybody came back to my house after my husband closed his eyes. I didn't have time to throw nothing in no closet, kick nothing mm-hmm. to the side, or nothing. Everybody saw it just like it is always make sure your house is in order when you leave. You don't know how you're coming back or if you're coming back. Mm. So make sure you turn around and look just before you go out the door and say, mm-hmm. okay, I got this together. That's the way you handle that. And ladies, keep your car clean. I mean, keep your car clean. Mm. What is all of that stuff you have in your car? Why do you have to carry all of the stuff in your car? And your car is so junky. Don't let that be a representation of you. You're not a junky person. Don't mm-hmm. have a junky car. Get out of that stuff out of the trunk of your car that you don't need. Mm-hmm. Just carry mm-hmm. stuff. You know, we get a habit of just having stuff. I had a stuff getting rid of day last night. I walked in my guest bedroom, and I decided too much stuff is in here. And I just started mm. giving up stuff. And, this has got to go. This has got to go. This has got to go. When I got finished, I looked at that room, and it looked entirely different. Wow. Just had to get rid of stuff. And sometimes we just have to get rid of stuff. Not only do we have to get rid of uh, uh, personal stuff, sometimes we need to get rid of stuff in our lives. The Holy Ghost just dropped that in my spirit, and I thought I'd better say it. Amen. Sometimes we need to get rid of some stuff in our lives. Just drop some stuff off so we can live a better life. And then we'll be able to work with all of this stuff that we're supposed to work with as ladies because ladies are very, very special people. May I share with you how special you really are? Amen. The Bible says that you are the apple of the Father's eye. Amen. said you are loved with an everlasting love. You're the salt of the earth. You're even the light of the world. Oh, you have everlasting life. Praise God. You've already been set free. Hallelujah. And you have abundant life. Mm. You are a saint. You're already dead to sin. Hallelujah. You're free of shame and condemnation. You are joint heir with Christ. Mm, that's mighty special right Amen. there. You are joint heir with Christ. You know what you're going to receive. You're changed. You're conformed to the image of Christ. You're a conqueror through Christ. Oh, you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost lives inside of you. And when you know that, you know you ought to act right on the outside if he's on the inside. Mm. You're a new creation. You reconcile to God. Mm-hmm. You're holy without blame before God. I say before God because people might have some blame for you, but he has none. And that's what matters really, that he has no blame. Oh, you are accepted in Christ. You're forgiven. All your sins have been washed away. You're alive with Christ. You're God's workmanship. Mm-hmm. You're strong in the Lord. Sometimes you don't realize how strong you really, really are until something hits you like a ton of bricks. But I say so many times, when you get knocked upside the head, let it knock a praise out of you. Hallelujah. Red big thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have the peace of God which passes all mm-hmm. understanding. You can do all things through Christ. 
You're complete in him. You're raised up with Christ. You're seated in heavenly places, and that's a good place to be. You're loved and chosen by God. You've been called by God. You're God's favorite child forever and forever. You're healed by the wounds of Christ. You overcome the world, and you are victorious. Oh, what a lady you are. You are God's lady. Aren't you glad to be his lady? You might not have a man to say that you're his lady, but you have the king of kings who says you are his. You are bought with a price. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. That's how he speaks of you. So if nobody else ever tells you, you know what God says, and that's all that matters is what he says, and he gives us Good things to think about. Mm. Good things to think about. Hallelujah. If you've got time to pray, God's got time to listen. Hallelujah. If you don't like what's going on around you, change it. But change it through prayer. Praise God. You must pray more if you want to see more. (laughs) (laughs) When your back is against the wall, try your knees on the floor. See if that won't help. Hallelujah. Ah, yes. Sins of the flesh are against you. Sins of the spirit are against God. If you don't pray going in, you'll pray coming out. Amen. You'll pray one way or the other. Ah, sometimes it gets so tough for ladies, and we feel like we can't endure the things. The Bible says he would put no more on you than you can bear. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we feel like we can't bear it because it's so hard. But listen to this. When the going get tough, the tough get going. Mm. Oh, the highest order of prayer is to know what God has promised in his word. And he can't lie. If he's promised you something, you don't have to worry. He will fulfill his word. And I love that because he can't lie. Impossible for him to lie. Sometimes you wish today was yesterday or tomorrow because today is going just that bad. But if you can lift your head high enough to give God praise for this day, even though you end what you end, he can bring you out of it. And even if he doesn't bring you out of it, he'll fix you while you're in it. He will fix you while you're in it. He told Paul his grace is sufficient. He didn't move it. He just told him his grace is sufficient. And his grace is sufficient for you, even now, sweet lady. Sweet lady, that's what you are. Sweet lady, you really, let me tell you some things that God is requiring of us as saints and things that we don't need to find ourselves doing. And our tongue is the one thing that will get us in trouble more than anything else because we like to talk, and sometimes we over-talk, and yeah. we talk about things we don't need to talk about. Yeah. And the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen. And you choose which one you want to promote, death or life, however you use your tongue on somebody or whatever you put in the atmosphere. Just be very careful what you put out there because death and life is mm. in the power. 
of your tongue that you have in your mouth. And when James talks about that thing, he says it's a deadly evil. He talks about it really, really bad. And so as ladies of the Lord, we want everything that we do to be done in retrospect for God. We respected him in everything that we do. We want to get him to get glory out of everything that we do. However we do it, we want to be able to yet give him praise and give him glory and give him honor for everything that's done. I'm going to give you a few home savvy things, and I think I would be just about finished with what I have to say today because I have <laughs> talked enough, and I want you ladies to be able to take some of the things that I said and be able to do them and 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 uh, just become ladies. If you haven't done these things, then try doing it. Just try doing it so you will be the lady that you need to do. And here's some things you do not want to do in public. I'm going to drop this on you right now. I'm not sure how much more time that I have, but maybe oh, I have about five more fine. minutes. So. No, you're fine. Huh? You're fine. Oh, all right. All right. Ladies, you don't pick your fingernails in public. Ooh. You don't put your feet on furniture. You don't be out. Scratching your head at the dinner table. You know, we're picking in your ears or picking in your nose. You don't cough without covering your mouth. Please don't wipe your nose on the sleeve of your dress or your suit. Don't interrupt anyone while they're talking. Give them time to get finished. Don't point and stare at people because they're not like you. Maybe you're not like somebody else, and if somebody did that to you, you wouldn't like that. Don't forget to say thank you or excuse me. Don't talk with food in your mouth. And please do not drink tea with the tea bag in the cup. (laughs) Take the tea bag out of the cup. All right? Listen, if you have to lie about it, then you don't need to say it. Mm. Don't do it. If it causes you to act differently, don't do it. If it causes you to lower your standards, don't do it, ladies. If you would be embarrassed, if your parents found out or your friends found out, don't do it. If you can't be honest about it, don't do it. You can't make your own decisions. Don't let nobody make a decision for you. Make a decision for yourself. Don't let anybody have you do anything that would make you ashamed later down the road. Stuff has a way of catching up with you. You do it today and it might not catch up with you for the next three years, but it will finally catch up with you. If you can't talk to somebody about it, then don't do it. Mm. Just don't do it. It's not the thing to do. It's just not what you want today. Mm. All right? Oh, my. I tell you, I just want ladies to be real, real ladies uh, in the Lord and get everything out of being a lady that they can get 
and become more and more like God. It doesn't mean you old folky because you like to go to church and be a part of everything that's going uh, uh, going on. You know, and I heard I was somewhere at one time and I heard a statement made, and this statement was made by a man. That's why I teach so hard on women trying to keep themselves covered. He said, if you show it, you will share it. Ooh. I hope that went through somebody's ear real good. If you mm. show it, you will share it. Ah, so keep your stuff covered. Save your stuff for somebody who loves you, who deserves to have you. Pretty is as pretty does. You act pretty as when we think you're pretty. Now, you might be physically pretty, but you act ugly, you're still not pretty. And always respect somebody else's house. Don't go to somebody's house unless you call. Don't just show up. Don't just say, I was in the neighborhood, and I came by. Everybody know who know me, my children, everybody, my church members, you don't go to mother's house unless you call. Mm -hmm. I told them all, this is not the do drop in. (laughs) You call before you come. And as I get ready to close, may I share something with you that I think is just wonderful that the Lord gave me one time about, and this is just not for ladies, this is just for saints as a whole who really love God and, 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 and appreciate everything that he does. And we have to suffer so many different things. We have so many different things that happen to us, and sometimes people don't realize uh, uh, if you're not showing up what's going on just because you didn't put your business all out in the street and everything. But God has a way of doing things and so one time I was thinking about going through so many things and so much sickness and all that kind of stuff and I think about this going on with the saints and that's going on with the saints and it just came to me and I just started saying it just about everywhere I go God allows the saints to live with what other folk die with can you imagine how many saints are walking around perhaps with cancer diabetes any other detrimental disease, but we keep on living because we keep on praising. Wow. Other people have the same thing. They die with it, and wow. God let the saints keep on breathing. I think that's a wonderful thing from him, and I just appreciate God for everything that he does and everything that he gives to us and given all of us the ability to know how to run to him when we get in trouble. You got to have a sanctuary, a refuge. You got to know where to go, because I don't know how people go through anything that they go through with, and they don't have God. Mm-hmm. I have to have Him. Have to have Him. He's just the lover of my soul. Amen. He's the Amen. very best I could ever have. And I'm going to share this one thing with you. I said I was closing, but I'm going to give you some home-savvy things for ladies, and then I will be finished, Sister Collier. I promise you I will. I will be finished. Let me start right here. Never serve any beverage with your hand over the top of the glass. Amen. Oh, your telephone needs to be deodorized sometime. Take that cologne that you don't really care about that somebody gave you. Don't throw it away. Deodorize your telephone. Yeah. 
And this one is really nice right here. A lot of people don't think this works, but I promise you it works. You burn yourself and you know what to do. Don't put no butter on it. Don't put no water on it. Put your own urine on there. Heal yourself. Ooh. I promise you, you'll have no blisters. Mm-hmm. 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 And on your bed? Have an odd number of pillows on your bed, three, five, seven, never an even number. Don't ask me why. I read it in the book. That's what it said, so I'm giving it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, use lemon juice to get the smell of onions off of your hand. Keep the faucet running when you're chopping onions. You won't be teared up at all. If you want a crispy or pie crust, use ice water. Lord, I don't know why I said that, because ladies don't make pie crusts anymore. They go to Kroger's and buy them. But for those who are from the old school who still make pie crusts, use ice water. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. use leftover pieces of soap to put in your drawers where your underwear and your nightwear is. Keep them smelling really, really wonderful. Yeah. And if you're out out of shoe polish, you want to polish your shoes. Get some furniture polish. Mm. Rub them and buff them up. They'll still look good. Mm-hmm. If the plastic falls off of the shoelaces, those of you who do shoelaces, most times people have shoelaces now. They don't even use the shoelaces. They let them open. But you can twist the ends and put some clear nail polish on them. That'll keep them going for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, to get that, that plastic got stuck to your toaster, you know, you put the bread a little bit too close. Yeah. And it got on your toaster. Well, use some nail polish remover. It'll take it right off. Make sure you unplug the toaster first. All right. All right. Remove the order of burnt foods. Boil some lemon slices or one table of bottled lemon juice for a few minutes. It'll get the order right away. Yeah. Use Vaseline. Oh, this is a wonderful one. I really need to tell you this. Use Vaseline. For your arms and your legs, lotion is not going to do it, ladies. It won't last all day. Mm. Petroleum jelly, just a little bit on your arms and your legs. You will not be ashy. I promise you, you will not. Mm. You'll be nice and smooth all day long. Can't go to sleep? You don't have to take no medicine. Get you some Vicks and put it on your temples. Just rub each temple with a little bit of Vicks. I promise you, you will sleep and you will have sweet dreams. God bless you. It's been a joy to talk to you this evening. Praise God. I mean, such wonderful, wonderful things that we can do to just even just simplify our lives. I'm, I'm still, I, I, the one that you just said, the VIX with the uh, putting on your temples, I'm, I'm just stunned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just done. I mean, there are so many great things that you can do that you don't have to even, like I said, go out and spend a whole lot of money for. Because if you know, if you like the really nice special lotions uh, with all the moisturizer and the the cam, you know, with all the smells and all of that, in I mean, some lotions cost up to seventy five dollars. But when okay. you can just buy a little petroleum jelly. And just and put it on your arms, you know, put on your arms and your legs to to keep away the ash. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, wow. and it really works. It works. <laughs> I it had works. wanted I to every day. Um, I had wanted to talk a little bit. You were talking about 
you were talking about dress. And I know that it's, you know, that we don't have to be all dressed up when we go to church. But I do believe that there's a way that we should look when we go. And I don't think that I should look like I had wore this outfit to a club the night before, and then I come in to the house of God wearing that, unless that's all that I have, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have nothing else to wear, you know. Right. You know, then we accept, you know, you coming through the door if you just got on a halter and a pair of shorts, you know, because that's what we want you. We want you in the house of God, and we want you to be blessed so that you can learn and be trained on the things that we have that you have to do as a child of God. But I have been noticing the way and 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 uh I've been to several several churches. I've I've been doing a little traveling and I've uh gone to different places and I've seen some things. And everywhere I've gone, the people don't look like they've been to church. They just look like, oh, well, you know, maybe they've been to work or they went to Walmart or they went to the movie. But I remember when I was growing up that you always wore your Sunday best. And your Sunday best, you had your Sunday clothes, you had your 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 school clothes, you had your play clothes, and you had uh, your party clothes, you know. But your Sunday clothes were were different from everything else. You couldn't play in those clothes. You couldn't do anything but to wear those to church because when you went to the house of God, you were presenting yourself to God in in a special way. Can you talk a little bit to us about how we should look? Uh, You know, uh, uh, back to this New Day thing. Mm-hmm. You know that that everything is just uh, 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 come in a whole different realm of uh, of dressing and everything. Mm-hmm. And things like casual everything, mm-hmm. and they seem to forget. I say often when I'm telling women about uh, dressing to come to church, remember you're going to see the king. Right. You don't go to the king looking any kind of way, and mm-hmm. I agree. Many look like uh, to me. Some of them have on, they have on those those jogging suits and mm-hmm. look like they just got out of the bed with their pajamas on, and mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, giving God that'll do, mm-hmm. you know. And He mm-hmm. doesn't accept that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. He wants your very best. And I'm not saying that you have to have on a suit and a hat and all that. No, mm-hmm. but you ought to be able to dress neatly and nicely when you mm-hmm. go into the Lord's house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really embarrassing to see how some folk come to church. I don't be looking like that, but I'm embarrassed for them because they look like that. Right, right, and right. And so it's it's a great need for women and men to realize when you're headed to the Lord's house, you need to look like that's where you're going. Right. You know, even if you're just going to have on pants and a shirt, it yeah. needs to be nice and neat and pressed and all of that. I see some people, they just take stuff out of the dryer and put it on, you know, and here they come. You know, I had a couple of young ladies who were going to take me somewhere one time, and they came by the house to pick me up. And when they walked in the door, I said, uh, sweetheart, the ironing board is right back there 
in the washroom. Mm-hmm. You you take that skirt off and you press it because mm-hmm. she had just taken it out of the dryer. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Even if I had to teach it like that to tell them how to do, that's just what right. I'll do. Because right. you need to care enough about yourself, care enough about right. God and where you're going. And I know people say it's not in the clothes, it's not in the clothes. And mm-hmm. I had a lady in Ohio who used to say all the time, you ought to know because you're the one wearing it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but you ought to care. Mm. about how you look. Even if you have to come from work to the church, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a restroom at your workplace right. that you could stop in to regroup. And most ladies know what I'm talking about when I say regroup. Yes, regroup yes. and get yourself together before you come unto the house of the Lord. Because you've been gone all day, and you're going to bring all of that to the house of the Lord. Yes, so yes. you need to stop there or stop in the restroom when you get to the church, comb your hair, make sure your face is all right, straighten your clothes out, and look like that's where you're going. Because if you have worn your shirt out all day, put it in when you get ready to come to God's house so you look nice and neat. And that's for male and female. They really need to start to care more about how they look mm-hmm. when they come to church. You know, nobody, uh, a lot of people don't dress up anymore like they use. I call it bubbles and beads and stuff. They don't Mm -hmm. wear all of that anymore. But whatever you put on, Mm -hmm. make sure it's clean and smell Mm -hmm. good and you smell good and Mm -hmm. it's neat. That's a necessary evil right there that needs to take place. Amen. Amen. Because I I do think that um, it's what you just said, um, when we're going to the house of the Lord. Well, any time we're uh, presenting ourselves to the Lord, um, we should just we we should remember who we're going uh, to to see when we go to the house of God. We're actually, like you said, we're we're going before the King. And uh, whenever people used to go before a King, when you go to visit the Queen and Queen of England or the King Queen of Spain, you don't go in there with your farm clothes on or your your athletic clothes on, but you present yourself in in such a way. First impressions are 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 just that. That's that's how people remember it's a you. Impression, yes. Mm-hmm. It's a very lasting impression, and um, I I I'm I'm like you. I grew up in a time. Where I used to watch um, Leave It to Beaver, and I used to watch June Cleaver, and I used to watch, you know, her house was always neat. Um, I used to watch how she would vacuum. She she would put on really nice stuff to do housework in, you know, and and that used to hit me. And and my mother was a was a lady that loved to dress, and and she was like you. She'd get up, she would comb her hair, she put on her makeup. She would. Uh, she wore her her her. You know, put on her work clothes. Uh, or when she was at home, she might have on a nice pair of pants and a nice little top or whatever. But you you knew she was a lady. And it was the same thing with watching uh, when I was when I would watch June Cleaver. To me, that was a, a a lady. And when I grew up, I wanted to be like that. I wanted to look good for my husband. I wanted to look good when I went out. I did not want to embarrass, uh, if you might say. I didn't want to embarrass my family. I would never go to the grocery store with curlers, 
in my hair or a rag on my head or even with uh, no makeup on. I would put a little bit of lipstick maybe or lip gloss or, or something. I put on a nice top and maybe a pair of pants that were kind of decent and, and like you said about shoes because you don't know who you're going to meet. Right. And if I if if someone if I do meet somebody and I'm I'm uh, I say I'm a minister of the gospel, they're, they're going to look they're going to look me over, you know, and they want to see, you know, well, you know, if you're a minister of the gospel, why are you, you know, just a low top on and your skirts that short and blah blah blah, you know, I I, I want to set forth a good example, and I think that's what you're trying to say, is that we should set forth. A good example. We've always got to be an example. That that that's why uh, uh, we're here, and, and that with us loving God like we do, mm-hmm. we're we're representing Him. Mm-hmm. And so when we represent Him, we've got to give our best in order to represent Him. You know, because mm-hmm. if you stop to think about who you have the opportunity, the privilege to represent, mm-hmm. we're talking about God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the maker of all the universe, right. talking right. about Him. Right. You know, so we're representing Him. Right. And we're supposed to look like we are representing Him. Right. You know, right. if, if you work for the bank, you're supposed to look like a banker. Right, right. You know, if you if you are a banker, then look like a banker. You know, you right. wouldn't come out looking any kind of way. Nobody you know, talking about I work for Bank of America. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you need to look mm-hmm. like that. So that's certain places mm-hmm. that you can't work unless you look a certain way in the first place. Mm-hmm. You have to look a certain way. They give you a dress code, right? And, right. Or you cannot work there. You right. know. So uh, the church doesn't have a dress code as such, but. Right. In our Holy Ghost-filled spirits and in our minds, we should have a dress code for ourselves. And this is the right. way I want to look. This is the way I will represent Christ. It doesn't mean right. everybody's going to look just alike. I don't expect everybody to look like me because mm-hmm. for me, a long skirt is the joy of my salvation. I mm-hmm. love it. My salvation is not in that skirt. It's what I have chosen for me. Right. And so since I've right. chosen that for me, that's what I wear all the time. Right. And it's noticed by everybody that know me. Right. And that's okay. I don't mind that because you ought to be recognized for something that you do. Right. Amen. And anybody that knows me know that I'm going to have on a long skirt. If you ever saw me in a short skirt up above my knee, I think the saints would just fall out in the floor and pass out. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't believe it. You know, but that's that's here again. You're back to your mm-hmm. own personal life and what you think about you. And, and sometimes if we could set a good example, then maybe somebody else would follow. And if more teaching is done on how to come to the Lord's house and when you have new people who are unchurched, mm-hmm. you can't put a, a, a thing on them, you know, just to say, this is how you come. Because maybe, uh, you said earlier, maybe they don't have any more than what they have. So they right. have to do what they can do then. Right. But in the meantime, they should be taught how it needs to be so when things get better, right. they'll know how to come. Right, right. Because people will receive what you have to say if you know how to say it to them. Amen. You've got to say Amen. it to them in love and understanding of where they are right now. Amen. And encourage them to know that it will get better, and when it does, 
I recognize where you're going, and this is how you need to come. I know I've had to talk to so many young women concerning that before, mm-hmm. and some of them said, well, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But now that you told me, I know what to do. Right. And so sometimes it's a lack of teaching. Right. And sometimes it's a area where they just don't have anymore. So sometimes when they don't have, then we have to go in our closet and get it and give to them. Right. Amen. So they will have. Amen. And that's where the scripture came in that we talked about a little earlier when we when I said that the aged women or the mature women are to teach the young women, and especially right. those that are not uh, uh, church. I, I grew up in the church, so I knew that there were certain ways and certain things that I had to do when I went to church. I remember... Um, when I lived in Hawaii, there was a young lady that was brought to the church, and she happened to be a prostitute. Uh, mm-hmm. She had approached one of the young ministers uh, at the church, and he talked with her and brought her to church. And she came to church. She had on a, 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 a it was a pretty white blouse, but it was very low cut. And she had on a black skirt that was uh, very high, uh, had a very high split in the front, but that was probably all of her clothes, probably how most of her clothes looked because you know of the the type of lifestyle she was in and when she came to the church, um, I noticed that and this is something we have to be careful of. I noticed that uh the church women began to talk about her. And, you know, how would, why is he going to bring a prostitute up in here, you know? And, oh, she can't, oh, oh cover up that split. And, you know, I mean, it it, it, it was really kind of ugly. And um, this woman was coming to hear about the Lord, and she did give her life to Christ that day. And after she gave her life to the Lord, um, nobody wanted to take her home because they were afraid of their husbands being in the car with them and this woman with the low-cut blouse and, and the real high-cut uh, split in her dress. But, you know, I, I my husband and I, we took her home because I saw her heart at that point, not what she had on. And the following Sunday she came again with something pretty much similar to what she had on before. And the women started talking again. And I said, wait a minute. You know, how is she to know what to wear unless somebody sits down with her in love and tell her what she needs right. to wear? Or maybe right. maybe you bring something, like you said, out of your closet. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're not willing to help someone to do what's right, then like you were saying uh, 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 earlier about the tongue being very evil, you know, if all you can do is talk about what someone has on but not do anything to correct it, maybe take her shopping or maybe pull something out of your closet that you can't wear anymore and be a blessing to her. So sometimes it can be kind of a a two-fold thing. You know, you have to be careful in the way that you come, but you also, those of us that are in the church, we have to love them enough to help them and show them the Right. right way. And they have to, those who choose to talk about persons like that, they need to stop and remember where they came from. Right. 
and and see mm-hmm. that that that's an open lesson for folk who want to talk about newcomers who don't know what to do, right. and just remember that you know you had to come this route one way. You might know what you know now, but you didn't always know it. Mm-hmm. So you know you have to have compassion and love for people who come in who don't have and don't know exactly how to dress. They don't come in dressing like we dressed and that's not what they used to. They're used to the street. Amen. So they have street clothes. And street mentality. You know, and so we, with our pious selves, we got to come off that high, pious horse yeah. and come on down to yeah. earth and be like Jesus told us to be, Amen. and that's the love. Amen. See, because what happens is they're missing the main ingredient by worrying about what she has on and talking about her instead of going to her in love and talking to her in love and helping her to get the right thing. See, if you're not going to fix it, then don't talk about it. Because you said, too, earlier that you uh, have a ministry of love, that you just, you you love people, and especially those who uh, are wounded. I, I have that same ministry to hurting and wounded women and um how do you um connect with a woman that has been wounded how do you connect to someone like that who has been through so much pain and so much hurt and she doesn't really know who to trust who to go to um how how, how do you connect with someone like that uh you know, you you when when they most of the time they'll come to you because most of the time people can figure out who they really feel like they can talk to mm-hmm. or who they can trust. You really mm-hmm. don't have to go to them; they'll find you. Mm-hmm. And when they do, then you have to let them know that you can be trusted. Right. That whatever they say to you is not going to be put everywhere else for everybody to know. Because that's why they came to you. They need to talk. Right. They need to let it out, and they need right. to know that you're going to be a responsible person and you're not going to take uh, their very words and turn around and kill them with their own words. Those words are supposed to give life. And, you know, and and they could even be poison or they can be fruitful. And so you have to decide how you're going to let that work for you. And so when you find a person that you connect with, then I, I, I find that if I can keep up with them, not trying to see where they are 24-7. I don't mean that. Amen. But if they can call me when they have an opportunity, when they have a problem, and they want to connect with me and, 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 and be that person, that mm-hmm. I can pray with them when they present their problem or whatever it is, that that's an easy thing for me to do and to receive them right where they are. Sometimes people want to know. I don't ask folk into their business. Amen. I let them tell me what they want me to know, right. and that's the end of it. I go on what they tell me, right. and I'm, I, you know, I, I have a discerning spirit, so I always know there's something deeper right. that's there that they're right. not telling or they're not saying. But right. I would never ask them what it is. And when yeah. they get to the point they want to share that and they want me to know what that is, they'll they'll tell it. They'll say it. But I have got to be the kind of person or whoever they're talking to that will learn how to zip your lip and don't talk so much. And please don't repeat what people tell you when they have confidence in you right. to talk to you. That's you right. And sometimes there's some people, they just have to talk. They they do. There's some real stuff going on in people's lives that we just right. don't know about. 
Right. People are going through. They at church and they praising. They going on, mm-hmm. but you never know what's going on under that praise. There is so I much. I preached not too long for day spring. Praising under pressure. Wow. That was my subject. Wow. Praising under pressure, and a lot mm-hmm. of us have a whole lot of pressure, but the only outlet for us is going to God's house and praising. So mm-hmm. when we have that thing going on for us, that's what we give to somebody else and try to teach them. That's what you do. You try to praise your way through it, praise your way out of it. And some days it looks like you're not going to come out. But if you just can manage to get a praise out, mm. you can really come out of it. Because I have a saying that I say to there's only two times to praise God. It's when you feel like it and when you don't. You just mm. do it anyway because praise works. It Amen. Works. Praise does work. You know, it, it is just so important that we stay prayerful. Uh, those of us that are in ministry and just, you know, just being saved, that we we stay prayerful because we don't know who's coming uh, to the house of the Lord, and we don't know what needs need to be met. But sometimes the Lord might, uh, uh, while you're sitting there, the Lord might, you might look over and see someone, and the Lord might say, you know what, um, I want you to pray for her, you know, and you just immediately begin to pray. You immediately just begin to 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 speak a word over that person because you don't know you you, you don't know if they're thinking about committing suicide. You you don't know they're sitting up in church and they like you said they might be praising up under pressure, mm-hmm. but you don't know what they're going through at home. And those of us that can that 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 have a a, a prayer warriors. Uh, um, mentality where we where we where we pray all the time. We know that we have a prayer warrior ministry. We need to keep ourselves so focused so that God can use us, so that God can speak to us and say that person there is having problems at home. I want you to pray for. Her. I want you to give her a word, Mother. It looks like we have a call, and I'm going to go to that caller. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, Evangelist. Hi, Mother Battles. Hello. I just wanted, how are you tonight? I'm good. How about you? Pretty good. I just wanted to let you two know that I'm really enjoying the subject tonight. Um, So many people nowadays are apprehensive to preach on this subject because they don't want to offend anybody. But it's not about offending, but it's about teaching. So I'm really happy that you're talking on this tonight, and I just wanted to let you know that I'm really enjoying this. Well, praise the Lord. Praise God. Did you have a question for Mother Battles about anything on this evening? Not really. You know, I'm just really enjoying it all, just taking it all in. (laughs) Just taking it all in. (laughs) Yeah, but I just really wanted to, you know, call and let you all know that I I appreciate that you're you're not being apprehensive, but that you're teaching the women about this. Praise God. Amen. Well, Carla, we thank you so much for your words of encouragement, and uh, we pray that you continue to listen, and um, uh, we're just thanking you so much for calling, okay? Amen. You guys right. have a blessed night. You too. God bless you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Well, praise God. We thank God for the caller, and, and you know, and it is important, Mother, sometimes we do get a little apprehensive about sharing certain things because we don't want to offend but 
there are things that people need to know. There are things that people need to hear. You had said something about manners, and we don't have those anymore. There are so manners are so far few and in between now. Uh, you were saying about you know younger people holding the door up open for the elderly or helping someone with a package or um, um, if a man is sitting down. I I uh, went to um, the Gremlin and a Prairie View football game, and we were riding on the train. Uh-huh. And there were so many men sitting down, because, I mean, it was packed in there. And there were so many men sitting down, uh-huh. and there were a bunch of ladies standing up almost falling when the train would start and when the train would stop. And Mm -hmm. I did not see one man stand Mm. and give a woman his seat. And, I mean, when you see that, you you do wonder, you know, I've I've been in places where people have bumped into me and Mm -hmm. never said, excuse me, or if if I bumped into them, they gave me a dirty look, you know, And I was raised in a time where, you know, if you accidentally bumped into someone, oh, I'm so sorry, excuse me, I'm sorry, or, you know, something. But it seems like today manners are are a thing of the past. And how... And, and that, shouldn't, that, shouldn't, that shouldn't be, mm-hmm. you know, because um, even though it was 2007... Manners is, but even you're supposed to have good manners on the telephone. Yes. You know, your voice should smile yes. on the telephone, even though the person can't see you. Yes. It should be, you should answer the phone in such a way that the person would enjoy talking to you. You know, you don't yes. answer the phone. Hello, yes. who's that? Yes. You know, that's not the way you answer a phone and be kind to people. You know, I just think kindness is one of the greatest things in the world that a saint is supposed to portray. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes we, we, we miss that just by going off. And, you know, and, and, and I have here in one of my books that I said words that to use often. Thank you. You're welcome. May I please? Excuse me. I'm sorry. No, thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. May I help you? Good morning. Good night. I love you. I have three flesh children. When I hang up talking to them on the phone, I never hang up without saying, I love you. So many young people don't hear that from their parents. Some parents just don't give that. But I promised myself, I didn't get it when I was younger. But when I got to the knowledge of realizing how important that your children know that you love them, they might get tired of hearing it, but they're going to hear it every day. Every day I talk to them, before I hang up, I tell them I love them. And that's some of the words we need to learn to use frequently. Mm. Thank you. Sometimes people do nice things for us. You never send a thank you card. Mm. You send a thank you card and don't go to the store and buy one with the words already there. Mm. You write it out yourself with your ink pen back the back of the um, write the uh, the envelope excuse me and write the address and your return address with an ink pen don't depend mm-hmm. on somebody else saying what you need to say 
to somebody who has been nice to you. And if you just can't do the writing yourself, mm-hmm. put their name at the beginning of what's already on the card, and you say a little something, something in that card Amen. yourself. Amen. Never just pick up a card where the verses go together about some flowers and whatever that you didn't write yourself. You didn't even think of that. Amen. Amen. But fix it that way and always say thank you. Let people know you appreciate whatever they do. Amen. You know, One of the main you, ingredients of being a lady. Amen. You had said that um, you never, ever hang up talking to your children without saying, I love you. Uh-huh. And that is so important. I'm the same way. I never, ever uh, hang up from my daughters and I don't tell them you know, that I love them because we we don't know the day nor the hour when the son of the man son of, of God is gonna come back and take right. us home. And I would want my family to know that when when they when I when I leave this earth or they leave this earth, God forbid anytime soon, but uh, that they will they will never have to wonder did my mom love me, did my children love me but they will know that they were loved by me, and I will know that I was loved by them. We have another phone call. Hold on just one second, Mother. Hello, you're on the air. Um, Hi, ladies. Uh, Good evening. This is Lakeisha calling from Day Spring. How are you today? Hi, sweetheart. How are you? I'm fine. (laughs) I have been enjoying the show tonight. Praise God. I just really want to call in and say thank you. Thank you, Mother. She truly practices what she preaches. Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> and I really just thank God for her. I do have a question, though. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a such thing um, for uh, nowadays we have, you know, a lot of women dating. Do Is it a such thing as going Dutch on a date? Because that has been, like, a question that a lot of women have. Um, do we allow the gentlemen to always pay? Um, if we go out, or do we? Is there a time with the, when the woman pays for herself, or something like that? So I just wanted to ask that question. I leave it to you, mother. Oh, he. You know, I am just so old school that he's got to pay for my dinner. I'm sorry, I can't get with this new stuff where I'm going to spend my money on a man. No, he needs to pay for the dinner if he asked you out. He needs to pay. Unless you've made a decision, you're going Dutch. And yeah. Dutch means everybody pays that's going. If it's just the <laughs> two of you, I can see a young man, not really a young man, who wouldn't want to pay for a dinner that he's asked a young lady to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, I I I couldn't I couldn't handle that too well. I need him to pay for the dinner. I need him to pay for everything that night. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. Because you deserve okay. certain treatment anyway as a woman, as a lady, okay. and you want uh, you want to know if this is the man that's going to be in your life. You want to see from the very beginning how he's going to treat you. You know. Um, maybe, you know, if like Mother said, if you guys decide uh, what we're going to do Dutch, you know, that kind of thing, if it's a, several people going out together, 
then you could possibly do a Dutch, a Dutch thing. But I think if you if you are dating a young man, and um, like Mother said, he's asked you to uh, go out, then I think that it is his responsibility as the man. And this is somebody that you're looking at as a possible husband, maybe to um, that he should uh, he should be the one to pay. Does that help a little bit? I, I told yes, ma'am. That I told totally agree. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, we have we we have another Keisha, caller. Keisha, yes, unless he uh, unless he has said this is a byod <laughs> affair. You know what that stands for? <laughs> Buy your own no, dinner. <laughs> then he pays. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I Thank like you, that sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you. God bless you, ladies. Okay, God bless you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Mother, we have another caller. All right. Hi, Mother Hello, Battles. you're on the this... air. Hi, Mother Battles. This is Roslyn from Dayspring. Hey. How are you? Hi, Good. <laughs> I, I don't have a question. Um, You pretty much answered everything that I probably would have asked anyway. I just want to well, say good. I love you. I love you so much, and thank you for all your words of wisdom and encouragement. You have been a joy to hang around. I just love you so much, and just keep doing what you're doing. You are really keeping me disciplined, poised, cute and cultured, whatever you want to call it. I just thank you, and I love you. Thank you, sweetheart, for calling. Thank you, Roz. You're You're welcome. God bless you, sweetheart, okay? Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We've got a few more callers that have have called in. If you would like to ask Mother Battles a question, the phone number here is 1-818-475-9229. Again, that number is 1-818-475-9229. Well, let's talk a little bit, Mother, since it did come up, uh, about dating. Uh, what are your views on dating? Should we should we date or should we just kind of wait for the Lord to just kind of drop someone in there? Or what, what, what do you think? I mean, I don't, I don't I'm, think I'm, he's I'm like, dropping. How do you know? <laughs> how do you know you're gonna like somebody unless you kind of go out? So I mean, you know, if you can answer that question. I I I do. I, I believe in dating. I really, really do. I know there's some people who do not, but I'm glad you asked me the question so I can answer from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe in dating. I, I don't think you could really get to know an individual uh, as far as you can know them because you never really know everything about anybody. Right. But uh, you won't get to know anything about them if you don't date them because sometimes during that dating process you get to find out some things that, whoa, I better right. back up off of this. Right. You know, this is not really what I want, you know. And so if you just jump into it because she said, the Lord said, that's my husband. And, and the Lord is sitting there saying, I did not say that. Amen. You know, and mm-hmm. so I have a thing that I say to the young ladies, too. It's just coffee. He asked you to go out for coffee, and you went out and bought a, a gown to get married in yeah. and got your bridesmaids and all of that. No, 
it's just coffee. He just wanted to take you for coffee. So don't get all excited and doing a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, and just go on the date, enjoy it, because he might not take you on another one. Amen. It might just be the end, you know. So date and see what it's all about, and he can find out what you're all about, because he needs to know about you also. So, uh, yeah, I do believe in dating. I really do. Now, um, do you think that when when a young woman or or women our age uh, date, now some some women are like, oh, he's got to be tall, he's got to be handsome, he's got to be two hundred and thirty pounds, he's got to be this, he's got to be that, and uh, what what do you think on like setting certain uh, Criteria as far as um, looking at someone that you would date. Do you think you should be like making a little list of what you want? How, how do you? What, what would That's you the think? one that needs to wait. That's the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the one that needs to wait. That has all of those things. You know, that I require this and I require that. I admit, you need to know what you want and 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 the category you want to man in. But so most of the time, when you ask him for all of that stuff. When you get him, he's not what you need, That's right. you know, That's and right. so you need to be very prayerful about who you allow into your space, Amen. you Amen. know, it's your own personal space, Amen. and you need to be very careful about who you allow there, and when you do, you need to check them out, I promise you. You need to check them out. You need to make Mm -hmm. sure they have a bank account. Make sure they have life insurance. Make sure his mother has not been in the nut house because you have children walking backwards and you wonder why. (laughs) So you need to check him out. He needs to check you out. Everybody needs to be checked out. Make sure there's no STDs going on around in there anywhere. Some folks saying they're holy, not holy, really. So you got to make sure he's not bringing anything to you that's going to carry you to the cemetery. So you got to do some checking and and, and carrying on, you know, in this dating thing. You know, it's not like it used to be. Since since the day has changed, you got to change with this day when it comes to dating also. Amen. Now, I knew a lady in California, and uh, she had never been married. She was in her uh, mid-40s, and she was an evangelist. And she had her idea of her ideal man. And, of course, like what I said, you know, tall, dark, handsome, uh, certain weight. Uh, she wanted him uh, a certain way. Well, she did a revival, and after the revival, um, oh, I guess she did like a three-night revival. The last night of the revival, a man walked up to her and asked her to go out for coffee. Now, she looked at the man, and he was nothing like her ideal man. He was short. He was a little bald. I mean, he was tall, a little bit taller than her, but she wanted him like six feet something. He might have been like 5'9", five, 5'11". Five, uh, he, he was a little bald at the top. And uh, he he was from Mississippi, so he, he certain things that he said, you know, she, uh, she was like, mm, I don't know. But she said, the Spirit of the Lord said, go out with him. So she went to coffee, and she really enjoyed herself, and he asked her out again, and she went out a second time. 
and they talked and got to know a little bit more about each other, and they went out a third time. And the third date, there was a knock at the door, and there was a limo driver there. And there was a big black stretch limousine out in front of her house with 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 flowers inside the limousine. And the driver took her from, I can't remember where she lived at in Los Angeles, but took her to a beautiful restaurant where her date was waiting for her. And as they sat down and talked, and she was so mesmerized about everything that she was seeing, you know, the limo ride, the flowers, you know, the the comfortability she was in. And when she got to the restaurant, he began to tell her who he really was. Wow. He owned over half of the real estate in San Jose, California. Wow. He was a millionaire. And <laughs> this was not the man that she had asked God for. She wanted the tall man who was dark, uh-huh. tall, nice hair, well built. God sent her a little short, bald headed millionaire. Now, do you think she threw him back in the water? Mm mm. <laughs> She married that man, and they are living very happy right now. You don't know, you don't uh, know. who God is sending you unless you take the time to get to know him. She could have looked at her list and said, no, mm-mm. no, I don't want to have any. This is not what I want. You don't know what you're throwing away. You That's right. where you're, you're prayerfully minded. That's when you're spending time with God, you're talking to God, and you're asking God, Lord, what is for me? What is not for me? Another thing that God has shared with me was so many women are are praying and asking God for this kind of a man. Lord, I want this kind of man. He's got to be this way. He's got to be that way. But God's question to you is, are you what he needs? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, you're asking God for this. But are you the exact kind of woman that he needs? Are you praying and asking God, God, make me the woman that the man of my dreams that you have for me is going to need? See, it has to be a twofold thing. A lot of times we, as women, get selfish and we want we want the man to do everything, but we forget there's a part mm-hmm. that we play. Yeah, and 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 many times, uh, like it is now, it's so many single women mm-hmm. that they just want a husband. Mm-hmm. You know? Any husband. And, and in Isaiah four and one, it mm-hmm. says, "In the last days, there will be seven women trying to take hold of one man. Ooh. Seven. They want his name. So do we. And, and if you notice, mostly the births now are mostly girls." Mm. Very few boys. There are mm. more single women. You look in every church. You have more single women mm. than you have men. That's right. So uh, the book has to be fulfilled. Mm. They said there would be seven after one man. Mm. So these women who have good men and are married to them, they better use their heads and have good sense and keep him. That's right. If they, if they <laughs> kick him out the door, you're going to have seven women out there waiting for him. <laughs> You got a good man, you better praise God for him and, and hold on to him. Amen, amen. I'm because telling you, because you, you got to. You're looking at his faults, 
But there's another woman that's looking at all of his attributes. That's right. Looking at everything. Right. Oh, he's a good man. He's this. He's that. And 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 what makes it so bad is a lot of times some women are so busy telling their girlfriend how bad their husband is, mm-hmm. and the girlfriend is sizing him up, and she's telling right. you, "Girl, I understand if mm-hmm, if I were you, I'd divorce him too." And as soon as you do, there she is knocking on his door. So it's happened a whole lot of times. It's amen. happened many. Many, many times, because sometimes women get to the place that they don't want to compliment their husbands. They, they'll compliment Amen. other men, but a- they won't a- compliment a- their husbands. A- you know, you need to find the good things in him. Maybe he's not doing everything right. up to par like they want him to do. Right. You know, but you need to find some good stuff to talk about that man, because, uh, you know, probably you're not doing everything that she need to do either. Right. You know. You need to find a happy medium there so you can be able to keep your marriage together and not just for the children because people stay together just for children, hating one another, sleeping in separate bedrooms and all that kind of crazy. That's foolishness. That's right. That is not life. That's just existing. Mm -hmm. And so you need to be able to get your marriage on the road where it needs to go and really love one another, be able to talk to one another and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's... Very, very important because they better keep in their mind there's seven women out there. Amen. And another thing that we have to realize as women, too, everybody's marriage is not the same. It is not. Your marriage is not going to be like mine. Mine's not going to be like hers. Mm-hmm. Hers is not going to be like the other couple down the street. Mm-hmm. Everybody's marriage is different. And what you put into your marriage is what's going to make or break your marriage. Right. I heard Bishop say this morning about worship. He said, what you put in is what What you you get out. You don't put anything in, you're not going to get anything out. So if you don't put anything into your marriage, if you don't work at your marriage, if you don't do little fun things, our president, uh, President Barack Obama, is is the leader of this country. But him and his wife take the time to have a date night. Right. And if somebody of that caliber with all of the weight of the world on mm-hmm. his shoulder can have a date night for his wife, we can do the same thing. And we're just, uh, we're ordinary people who have ordinary jobs. You know, we don't have the weight of the whole world on our shoulders like they do. We can take the time to have a date night. That's one thing I love about my, my daughter's marriages is that they have date nights. With their husband, they have five children apiece, but they—that's probably why they got five kids. They have date nights, but they have date nights, you know, Good. with their husband, and that is so important to add spice and love, and and date nights and do little fun things and and little notes and things like that uh, in your marriages. It is so. Important to keep it your is. marriage I you, I together. I used to do that all the time when my husband would go away mm-hmm. to uh, to a business meeting because all conferences I went with him. Mm-hmm. My picture would be in his briefcase. He would know it's in there until you get to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And I have a little note on there say, "I'm right here with you, baby." I, I mean, you. you know, I I just went and in his you know in his pockets and stuff. I had notes and stuff. Now some mm-hmm. people call that fluffy. But mm-hmm. that's okay. I had a mighty good fluffy marriage. I hear you. Know, you. I and hear so you. the way you want to do it, you do what will work for you. It worked for me. Amen. And sometimes if you try stuff that other folk have tried, it might just work for you it too. It might just work for you. Amen. Amen. 
Well, it is. We have about 11 more minutes. I told you it was going to go by kind of quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a joy. It really has. It, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. It's It's such a blessing to be able to hear someone talk about just everyday life. Because not only do we live a spiritual life, but we also live a natural life. That right. uh, there's a lot of things in our natural life that yes. so, sometimes we're so heavenly bound that we're no earthly good, and we forget about our family and the things that uh, we have to do in our natural life. You know, love our children, be there, go to their games, be there for their uh, functions at school, be there for our husband, be there for our wife. Uh, there are so many things, even to the point where you were talking about setting a table. Okay. I set my table all the time. I just, my mother did it, I do it. And when I do have people that come over, you know, they say, oh, what a pretty table. And mm-hmm. I just think I, I just think it adds something to the home to have yeah. your table set. You know, I, I just think it's it's it just adds something. It beautifies the home. It shows uh, creativity, and it shows that a lady lives yeah. in that home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want to. I didn't say, and I want to say it right now because they, everybody that know me that comes to my house know I believe in this. Mm-hmm. And when my husband was breathing, I used to tell everybody he never got a, a paper towel nor a paper napkin. I have cloth napkins, and that's all my husband got. So wow. when my family comes now, or whoever stands with me when I was sick, they would go for a paper towel. I said, oh, not in my house. Mm-hmm. I don't use those in my house, not mm-hmm. for eating. You have to have a cloth napkin. But that's a standard I set for me. Wow. And I love it for me because anybody that comes to my house know if you get a paper napkin, Mother Bible's going to have a fit. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's not going to let you do that. You've got to get a car. See, the thing you do, you go get them while they're on sale. Amen. And you just get the colors that match what you have in your house That's and right. get a whole bunch of them. They're just as easy to wash as when you're washing the rest That's of your right. laundry and throw them in That's there, right. keep them in there, and always use cloth napkins. And you know That's they have beautiful ones at the too. dollar store that you can get. Huh? I said they have beautiful ones at at the dollar store that you can oh, get. Oh yeah, no matter where you, where you get them, just get mm-hmm. them and 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 make a standard for yourself. That's a standard mm-hmm. for my house that everybody know me knows. Uh uh-uh. uh, no paper napkins and no paper towels when you get wow. ready to eat. You Praise must God. have a cloth napkin. Praise God. One more quick question, Mother. Where would a woman go today? to actually uh, find out things on etiquette. Are there books out there, online, anything that you know of that might could help a woman to um, set a table, you know, just use everyday ordinary etiquette in her home? Of course they can get my books. All right, then. And which book would that be? (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, there's always the public library, you know. Uh-huh. That you can go to to uh, to get that information, you know. Amen. But which which one of your books has that in it? 
all of my books has has some in it, but the the, the most mo the book that has the most in it is Principles of God to Live, and it's the larger book that I did, okay. and so it has more information in it than the rest of it. But Cute and Cultural is, has a lot in it for young men and young ladies, mm-hmm. and then I have the Epitome of a Lady and the Benefit of a Woman. All of okay. those have good information in it, you know, just okay. for ladies, because I'm strictly about a lady. Okay. Okay, so we can, uh, anybody out there that's looking to get any of Mother Battle's books, uh, you can call uh, Dayspring Family Church, and they can relay a message to Mother Battle's, and uh, she can get her book out to you. Well, it is an Make sure you let them know it's 618 North Beltline because there's two Daysprings. Oh, okay. So the one on 618 North Beltline Road in Irving, Texas. That's it. Mother, it is... It has truly been an honor. It has truly been a blessing to have you on the show. I wrote down a lot of notes. Uh, you taught me some things about, I thought I set a mean table, but you shared a couple <laughs> little things with me. And the part about putting the napkin on the back of the chair, I never knew that. So I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, it has truly been an honor to have you on our show. We we would uh, love the chance to get you back on again and, and share some more wonderful uh, uh, things with us uh, on being uh, godly women, being cute and cultured. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm just so proud. Of, I hate that the show has to end because there's so much more, many more questions I'd like to ask. But uh, we thank God for you. We thank God. Uh, if you ever want to meet Mother Battle, just come to Day Spring Family Church on a Sunday morning. Right. She's there. She's full of love. She's full of grace. She's an anointed, powerful woman of God. Uh, our church is so much more better with her in it. We have wonderful pastors, uh, Bishop Kevin Dickerson and Pastor Sonia Dickerson. Our church is a church full of love. We just thank and praise God once again, Mother. We pray that we can have you back, and um, thank you so much. Can I have a last word? Yes, ma'am. It's not your circumstances that determines if you have a good day. It's your attitude. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Well, amen. I want to say thank you for tuning in to A Word From God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess, Evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hagler, saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for him. See you next week. Tune in to us uh, Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. for our Wednesday morning business show. And I pray that you have a blessed week, that God will bless you, bless your family, and Mother Battles once again. God bless you. I love you. God bless you. Thank you so much for having me. Amen.
Come on, y'all. 